0: Thank you for joining us for a road less traveled podcast. I'm your host Hillary Heron, and today we are joined by Savannah heskett Beck and Sarah Oliveira, the proprietors of Savvy Construction. And give
1: me give me a little bit more about your backgrounds. I can't remember it all. So Savvy Enterprises. We yeah. own um, Savvy Construction. It's a part of Savvy Enterprises, which also includes real estate and investments as well.
2: Thank you for having us. Thank We're you. Excited for to coming. be here. I think
0: that you guys are amazing, um, especially being in the construction industry. Talking about a road less traveled, um, specifically as it relates to women in male-dominated industries, um, can you give me a little bit of an idea of what male-dominated looks like in construction?
1: Sarah, to, uh, you speak more on that?
2: Well, I mean, I've historically grew up in the development family, My grandfather was a builder, and it was all men in construction. And that's kind of the way it's been for decades. So transitioning more into women in construction is definitely not seen. But, I mean, here we are, and I don't think we've had any challenges.
1: We really haven't. And I would say almost the opposite um, of challenges. People have been super accepting of us, Mm -hmm. Um, especially clients. And I think they love having a woman's touch on you know their construction projects and their home. Sarah has such a good eye for design as well. Um, so you know we've had really positive feedback. That's amazing
0: to hear. Does it get a little bit weird at job sites sometimes to be like the woman in charge, especially if you've got like older staff that are used to working with a man?
2: Yes, definitely. Like last week, I went to a job site to meet with um, pg and an um, inspector. And I get out and it happens every time it's like oh you must be the homeowner the designer i'm like no i'm the contractor and they just kind of like look and i'm like okay what are we doing you just get to work so i mean it's kind of fun and shocking or when i pull out my tools and start doing work they'll stop and look like really wow that's my favorite thing to see on your guys' instagram is,
0: yeah you know actually pulling out the tools and doing the work um what about from like an industry perspective when it comes to like rules and legislation Do you feel like those are kind of, I mean, that's kind of a big, big sweeping question. Do you feel like those things are kind of done in a vacuum? And do you feel like there's any gender bias kind of projected on some of that? Mm. Or is it just kind of these are the rules and we play by them because we don't have enough time to jump through burning hoops?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I said, growing up in it, my grandfather was like an alpha male, dominated the development industry, and then all of the guys he worked with. So I just felt, like do feel like it's a very male-dominated industry. Um, so, yeah, breaking through those, like, walls, I think would be tougher. But like Savannah said, we just kind of jumped in. We didn't, you know, try to fight it. We didn't try to oversell ourselves. We just jumped in and said, look, we have a lot of experience in real estate and development, and we want to do a good job, so give us a chance. If someone were to not hire us because we we're a woman, then that's our problem.
1: Yeah, we wouldn't want that job anyway. Yeah,
2: exactly. I, that
0: is very refreshing too. Um, if it doesn't, if you don't, if it doesn't feel right, then why do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's been kind of a, a shift in our generation, right? Like, we're not just going to go punch a clock. It has to still feel right, or or we have to align with it in some way. Um so Savannah, tell me a little bit more about the other part of the business. It's real estate and investments.
1: Real estate investment. So I started um probably about eight or nine years ago now. Um and I worked by myself for a few years, and then my husband joined me after I had my son Bentley about four years ago. Um and him and I started flipping homes and we were buying investment properties for ourselves that needed work. So we were working with multiple different contractors trying to find you know, a good fit for us and someone who produced a quality product. And it was really challenging. Um, and so we actually ran into Sarah at an event and were you know talking with her. And afterwards, me and Travis were like, she would be so great to you know, bring onto projects. And we didn't know at what capacity um, yet, but we wanted to talk with her. So we sat down and very shortly after, she was interested in partnering. So we started Savvy Construction together. That's amazing. There's like a divinity to it.
0: Um, That's pretty cool. Do you guys, um, are you super busy? Are you super busy with like flips real estate
1: construction or all the things busy or some of the things busy? All of the above. I would say, you know, the real estate market right now has slowed down some um, and we're seeing that all across the the board, but construction, we have you know, stayed very busy, which is such a blessing. We have a lot of new projects on the horizon as well. Are you finding that you get a
0: a good amount, a little bit? What is, as you're getting new clientele, is, are some people seeking you out because you're women? I mean, I know I saw you guys are because you're women, but um,
1: are you seeing that more often? We are. Yes. I would say in the beginning, especially our first few projects, I think, people, you know, were coming to us because we were woman-owned. We had a few like single ladies who wanted us to do their projects. And then, you know, Sarah did such a great job and her crew as well. So now we've gotten referral business and it's a mix of everybody, which is really refreshing.
2: Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, we started small. We kind of weren't sure where it was going to go. We knew they were doing investments and it was like, let's see what happens. And we've grown much quicker than we anticipated, which is a blessing. But now we're doing New homes, we're doing cottage homes, we're doing remodels. I mean, repair. We're just doing it all, which is that's phenomenal. Yeah,
0: I mean, here's the age old question, my favorite
2: one: (laughs) How do you
0: manage it all?
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Make it till you make it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just it's hard every day. Like we have a plan, and it's so funny. I think Savannah and I are so alike. We'll be at a meeting and, you know, smiling like this. And she'll be like, the kids didn't sleep all night. And I'm like, oh, yeah, my sitter didn't show up. And we're like, I haven't slept in three days. Everyone's sick, you know. And you're like, oh, great. You know, you just you got to keep going. With real estate and investments, you can't just take a day off. I mean, technically you can. But people are expecting you to be there. You have appointments. And, you know, we're busy moms as well and families. And you just keep going. Some days are a lot harder than others. You won't survive. And some days are better. So yeah,
0: how do you keep yourselves going um you know traditionally as you as you guys have experienced not not every woman has wanted to take on that responsibility there's a lot of statistics out there about the the invisible labor that women do, and so there is like some otherworldly energy that has to come through to do all of the things that women do that nobody gives us any credit for, Um, and to also kind of trailblaze in an industry, um, especially in a market like the Fresno Clovis market. So what kind of keeps you, what keeps you motivated? What keeps you going? And caffeine is not the answer. <laughs> oh. Darn. I,
1: I truly think for me, part of what keeps me going and, you know, keeps me excited to show up is our team. Um, mm-hmm. I think we have such a great team. Um, her sister works with us. Mm-hmm. We have Sarah. We have my sisters, my husband, um, our friend Patrick. You know, it's all very close knit and every day is fun and um, it's good energy in the office, so for me, that really helps me get out of bed and want to go and um, you know work and support other you know people who work with us and families as well.
0: That's gonna I'm gonna take a little segue on the family business. Um, family business is super duper hard. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys manage those relationships? <laughs> and vodka's <laughs> not the answer to that question. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs>
1: Uh, you know what? We really have, um, I think, a group that communicates very well. Um, and we yesterday was a perfect example. It was an awkward day in the office. There was some arguing um, over some deals that we had going on, and that's going to happen. And so um, I think that we've all learned to just communicate, be super upfront if you're upset about something. Um, and you know, that helps a lot. <laughs> yeah.
2: And I also think respect. I mean, mm-hmm. the respect I have for Savannah and for Travis, we argue, but that's a good thing because if we all thought the same, we probably wouldn't grow. Yes. And it's like, why do you feel strongly about this? Well, because of this, you know, and I think it's a lot of learning and respect. We all really respect each other. And I can depend on anyone in our office to show up Yeah. and the days where you have mom stuff, kids sick, you didn't sleep. Mm-hmm she's going to jump in for me and I'm going to jump in for her because we got to keep it going and we're there for each other. So I really think having a good community and people that respect you and you respect. Yeah,
1: And I think we've all, you know, slowly learned throughout the process um, to not take feedback personally because, yeah. you know, when we started and you don't know what each other means by certain things or something, you know, then you mm-hmm. can take it very personally. And so now I Absolutely. think we do a good job of sitting down and saying, hey, I think this would, you know, be great. And it's nothing personal to what you're doing, but I saw this and I think, you know, this is a great idea that this other company's, you know, running with. And so
2: I think we all, you know, handle each other's feedback very well now, too. Actually, yeah. And we have the same goals. We want to do a good job. And so when we're trying to get the same goal of doing a good job, then we can come together and, yeah, learn and be in the middle.
0: It is a little bit personal, right? Like it's it's your business. It's You know, your business is kind of like your baby. Yeah. Um, Sav, I don't know. Did you just do you come from a family business background?
1: Yes. So my dad owns three different companies, a sheet metal company. um, We farm also, Mm -hmm. and then an insurance um, company. And so I watched him, you know, run those businesses and work very hard all growing up. And then I actually have four uncles as well that all own very successful businesses in the area. Um, And so I've gotten to like throughout college, high school, work with um, a few of them actually in different capacities. And I think that helped me, you know, want to do the same thing and start my own company when I was young as well. Sarah and I
0: got to catch up a little bit um, in the salon chair. Yes. That, <laughs> uh, yeah. Her giving the girl <laughs> yeah. um, a few weeks ago. And I know that she comes from a family business background too. Um, and so do you guys find that that helps you navigate a little bit your relationships, maybe some like either mistakes that you've seen your family make or things that you guys did well that you're like, oh, you know what? I can draw on that for our, you know, for this next step.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so my, like I said, my grandfather um, started Wathan Homes, big developer. And then my mom was a CFO. So she did all the financials. My stepfather was our insurance. And then my stepmother ran my grandfather's plumbing company. So I kind of got to see it at all angles, you know, I mean, I, my mother was always stressing finances, can you afford it, talking to the banks, and if you didn't pencil out on the books, you couldn't do the job, and then my father was the contractor as well, he was a superintendent, so he wanted to do things right way, and my mom financially, and then, you know, my stepmom planning, and then the insurance, so I really got to see all sides to it, and know how important it is that you look at every side to a business, so with Savannah and Travis, her husband Travis is very good with numbers and he'll pencil it out and tell you, you know, it's not gonna pencil out. And I'm like, but we have to do this. And (laughs) so it's really good to see, okay, how can we get our project for the numbers that we need? And the great thing about Savannah I love is she can walk in a project and depending on the budget and where we see it when they sell it or flip it, where we need to be cost-wise and then we can, she can go through each room and say, this is what we should do and that's where we work together and then Travis with the numbers. So it's just a good fit where we all look at each other's perspectives, which is really important. It is super,
0: super helpful. And like like Sienna said, you guys are pretty good at communicating and being upfront. Um, I'm really learning as I get older, Mm -hmm. that upfront communication um, rather than, you know, the passive aggressive. Well, maybe you (laughs) should have. Do you guys have, um, and I'm gonna actually pose this to both of you individually, mentors, not just in the industry, um, even outside the industry that have been pivotal in your roles, decisions to start your own business, decisions to be a woman in construction. Um, What role has mentorship played for you?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I watched my dad, you know, work really hard. They came from nothing, all four of um, his brothers, who own businesses and they all worked very hard. So I think those were, you know, my main mentors and they were super supportive when I wanted to start my own business and super helpful. They still are, I call them all the time. Um, each one's for different things, you know, to help with different dynamics of the business. Um, and then also I would say my mom, she's a huge role model. She was a working mom, she was a teacher. Um, and my dad was gone a lot, he traveled a lot for work. And, you know, we never, until I had kids, I never realized how tired she probably was. And you know, all of the things that she handled at home, we never saw that. So I think once I had kids, I realized that she was a great role model even more because of the way that she handled, you know, work and her household. Mm
2: -hmm. And then for me, I said, I looked up to my grandfather, but then my father was an on-hands construction guy. So he puts time into fixing stuff. He's truly a handy guy. He can fix everything and he takes his time. And then my mother is like my hero. She did the financial, and a lot of people don't give him credit behind the you know, closed doors. She's handling all the big stuff with the banks. And she was an incredible mother, taught me love, but then faced a lot of hard things. But I think one of my biggest mentors was my grandmother. So when my grandma, grandfather passed away um, at 80, my grandmother was faced with this big corporation of development. He had... His hands on a lot of stuff. And she had to kind of go from a socialite to a businesswoman at 80 years old and settle his debts and, you know, pro- do the promises he was going to do. And I saw her do that. And I actually lived with her after he died, just kind of for safety. And she would have really tough days. But what I loved is she'd come home, put on her pearls, and we'd go out to a nice dinner and she'd have her cocktail, you know, and I loved that she was able to still know who she was inside and find joy because she faced a lot of hard stuff. So watching her and my mother do those things, and then my mother um, fought breast cancer while working a million hours for the family business. I saw a real deep loyalty to what you do, and, you know, it takes a lot of guts to be able to have your own company. courageous. Yeah, unbelievable. How's mom now? She's good. She's healthy. She's still working her tail off.
0: Good. For the family I mean, business sort of yeah <laughs> I know
2: I'm hoping she'll slow down, but she's just so loyal, fiercely loyal, and yeah, she's my hero that's so. it's amazing to have role models like that
0: it's yes, it, there's really no you know there's no substitute for for somebody you can kind of draw on their energy right yeah do you guys are you currently mentoring other people in the business, whether it's within your own office or outside the business? encouraging other women to join real estate investments construction
1: i think we you know we talk to a lot of people we get a lot of instagram messages and you know people with questions um especially like young females and i think one thing that we talk about um, a lot is engaging our children already she has older girls mine my son's four my daughter's three But even then, we're already taking them to work with us. And our office is so family friendly, so they love it. And I think it's important for people to engage, you know, their kids and what they're doing at a young age. Um, So I'm hoping, you know, my daughter Scarlett can see what Sarah's doing. And, you know, Mm -hmm. she can um, see that no matter what industry she wants to go into, male or female dominated, that, you know, there's a space for her wherever she
2: wants. Yeah, I was talking to my oldest daughter last night, and I said I'm going on a podcast about women in, you know, men's industries, and she goes, "What do you mean?" And I and go, like, well, "Yes, yeah." And I go, "I'm working in the male industry." She's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Well, generally, contractors are, are men." She's like, "Really?" I'm like, "So she was just like," and I'm like, "That's a good thing." Yeah, you can be what you want to be. That's amazing that you've been able to to
0: instill that in her. Um, I, I personally remember going to the dealership and feeling like. Is there anybody else here that's a girl? Yeah. Um, and it can feel super isolating. Mm-hmm. What, what do you do that keeps you showing up? Like, what is it that keeps you inspired? And and are there days where you're like, I quit. I'm going home. Call me maybe tomorrow or maybe not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: Daily. <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Yes. I'm... Yeah. Um, Again, I think the people that we work with and the clientele that we serve, you know, it's a lot of local families that we've become close with, um, a lot of friends that we work with now for investment deals and helping them grow their business. So I think, um, you know, just being able to work with so many people in the community and we have so many people depending on us to help them find properties or help them, you know, remodel their current projects and it may be their first rental and that income is going to be super important for their families. I think that's what keeps me,
2: you know, going and wanting to show up every day. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, and especially in construction, every day there's a fire, you know, someone you're so reliant on your trades. So it's important to have trades that you trust that will show up and get the job done because one trade could throw off a whole project. And same thing, you're building this house or remodeling this house for someone and you want to give them what they want. And so you have a bad day when someone doesn't show or someone doesn't install something right it's hard not to want to throw up your hands to be like i can't do it this is awful and then i go home and get on instagram like look at all these perfect yeah. lives i've done like <laughs> i just <laughs> real. yeah like what do they say comparison is a thief of joy so keeping yourself grounded and be like okay that's not real life i'm gonna put on a show i'm gonna like just regroup work out whether something just to not think about it and then start over the next day so a kind of specific construction question. Um, during
0: COVID, it kind of construction kind of boomed, and I, I have a couple of friends that are in construction that said some of their trades or subcontractors just would not show up and delay the jobs for months. How do you make them take you seriously? Um, how do you? I mean, do you, are you? Did that take being quick to fire somebody, or have you had mostly respectful? relationships?
2: I mean, you have a little bit of both. I mean, so you, if you like I said, use trades that you trust, you had to kind of, I mean, we were still in essential business, but if a trade came in and they tested positive within a week, none of their guys were allowed to work. And so they had to do what was right, obviously. So you just had to, each, each situation you had to take for what it was. So if it was closing down the house, only one sub can go in and not letting anyone else in. I mean, it was whatever We could do to keep the house moving. Now, getting a lot of the material because, like, say our stone warehouse, they shut down the whole facility, so you couldn't get the stone. I'm so just trying to find ways to make it work and make it close because we were kind of stuck. Yeah, but yeah.
1: If I can speak on that a little bit, I think Sarah and just one thing I've learned from her and being around her family as well is she's so respected in the construction community with subs, um, and I think that comes from her just treating people so well and you know we pay fair price and um and so i think that people do show up for her for those reasons that is essential i mean
0: for the little that i know about construction that is essential so you're saying if i'm talking to somebody and their jobs are getting delayed that maybe they're not the best contractor to be working with no you didn't say it (laughs) yeah i just extrapolated that yeah (laughs) is managing um Family work, a lot like managing a job site. Oh, yeah. Where you're mm-hmm. like, no, you stay over there. No, you go
2: over there. Mm-hmm. Everybody connects to your own corners. Why does one person have, a, have to have a problem today? Yeah. Like my kids, <laughs> can't we have one morning where everyone's happy? Yeah, I mean, you know, if someone's upset, they could ruin the whole job site. So you really have got to kind of talk to them and, you know, make sure they're okay. Especially trades, when they take their job seriously, like, say, the framer. And the next guy comes in and he smashes through the framing this site. you have to call the framer back to fix his own work he's going to be upset obviously because he takes pride in his work, and that 's the tough part about building is everyone has to follow each other, so if they're not you know if they're hurting the painter 's job, the painters get mad, so that's really important to make sure everyone's respecting each other in that space because yeah, if you have one mad tra- trade fellow, then he's not going to want to come back
0: that is not something a, a normal person would think about like a lay person I guess would think about because you know in my mind like oh just the next person comes and does her job does her job does her job and you really could screw up somebody else's work and I would be pissed too yeah Um, so that is a good perspective to have yes yeah what advice would you give your younger self any version of your younger (laughs) self because
2: I know we all have like a book of things we'd be like god I would have done that different Probably the confidence to try it sooner. You know, being in a family business, I was kind of like not stuck there, but it was comfortable. I never would have saw myself as a, running my own construction company. And it wasn't until the family business, they stopped building homes. And I was like, wow, I need to continue. And this is what I know. So maybe telling my younger self that, yeah, you can do that. You don't need to kind of stay where it's comfortable which is really hard to do, especially with three kids. When Savannah and I started this, I'm like, I'm just going to start over, you know, with my three kids and see what happens. So just believing in yourself and, you know, if someone's going to give you a hard time because you're a female, you don't want to work with them. Like we said, you just move on and you work with people who want to work with you. Yeah. I think.
1: Um, I think just actually kind of similar, um, you know, I wish I would have, done more and pushed forward more in the beginning. Um, it took me quite a few months when I started in real estate and I actually almost stopped, um, because I didn't have sales for a while. And I was young, I think, um, not gender wise, but just my age at the time I was discouraged because people, you know, you don't have experience. So I would get these good listing appointments and, you know, I would go in and they're like, well, what have you sold? I'm like, I haven't sold, you know, anything yet except one home for my dad or, you know, whatever. And so I actually almost stopped and I wish that I would. And for a while I did take a break. I think if I would have pushed forward more in the beginning um, mm-hmm. and, you know, seen what it could have been and what it was going to be, then I, we could be even further along than we are.
0: Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that you guys take your kids to the job sites and kind of expose them to the hard work and, and what it actually takes in the commitment especially because I'm guessing you guys are kind of all over the place all the time Mm
2: -hmm. going
0: to different places different things how maybe not even how do you do you draw on the kind of reflection of the things that you would have said to yourself to inspire your kids or you just kind of let them you know observe what they're going to observe and take what you take from it Mostly I'm asking for parenting advice.
1: <laughs> we, Travis yeah. and I both take them and they're young, they're three and four, but we take them and they're funny. Bentley's starting to understand uh, more. We, you know, try to explain to him what our rental property is and you know, our tenants and we'll, you know, take tenants gifts sometimes or, you know, different things. And so he's he's starting to understand. I think her kids, you know, they're a little bit older, so they probably understand more, but we still try to like talk to them and show them, you know, what different things we have going on and then construction projects for other people. We explain that to them and they just think it's, you know, amazing. So I'm sure later on, and she can speak more on her older, you know, older kids and what they grasp, but I'm sure we'll try to, you know, explain more at different sites as they get older too.
2: Yeah. And I kind of feel the same way. My daughters are all very strong-willed young ladies, kind of like myself and my mom and my grandma. So I kind of let them observe um, and kind of see what they say about it. Like I said with my daughter last night, she said she couldn't believe it was a man's industry. I'm like, that's cool because I've never actually talked about it. I just bring them along. Um, and so it's, yeah, hopefully they'll just, you know, kind of keep their eyes open and think, well, why not? You know, my mom visit, why not? What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh gosh, a neonatologist, which is a <laughs> doctor for premature babies. And I was like gung ho until I got in chemistry and I was like, okay, so. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. What about you?
1: I always wanted to be in sales. I mean, I wanted to work with my dad. That, when I was little, I always wanted to work with my dad, which, you know, in insurance would have been sales. So as I got older, I still wanted to do sales, just something a little bit different.
0: That's awesome. Um, I personally relate to that a lot. Hmm. Trying to think about how to phrase without implying that you would bring your kids into the business. Um, you know how you encourage them to decide what they're going to do. I mean, and they're they're all young. Even your oldest is still twelve, not yeah. making those kinds of decisions yet. Um, do you find that you focus on anything? Well, you, I mean, you said you, can, you don't really focus on it being a male-dominated industry, but do you focus on things that you feel like you're steering them
1: to or away from the businesses that you're in? I try not to with mine. And again, they're so young, but if they show an interest in something, you know, like Scarlett was very interested in a science experiment that she saw on a YouTube channel. And so I try to go to Target and find you know something like a science kit or you know things we can do so i think travis and i agree that whatever they show interest in at the time will encourage and and support um obviously we would love to hopefully eventually have them help us or you know help with our investment properties later on as well but you know we will support whatever their interests are at that time and we just try to instill in them too mm-hmm. like right now bentley is so funny he understands a little bit about Money. So if they work with us, you know they'll get a few dollars, and we get to get an ice cream, or you know. So that's more what we're trying to also encourage. That's. I love
2: it.
0: Those are great lessons, mm-hmm. um, and I think you know sometimes they have gotten lost historically. So that you, you have the presence of mind to do that is is phenomenal. What's next? Are you planning on growing, changing, staying the same? Are you not ready to share?
2: Like. Yeah, things percolating? What's next? What's next for you guys? It's definitely growing. You know, we, like I said, we just kind of started this just to see what happens. And we've grown and we hired Caitlin. And then now we've actually just hired one other person to grow because just to keep up with all the bids and building it. It's scary to grow because, you know, it's important that when you hire someone, you're hiring someone that's going to be an employee and that you're going to hopefully employ for a long time. So we're slowly growing and trying to see what else, you know, we can do, but really no limit. I mean, we'll try to do everything that we can as much as we can and keep going. I think.
0: (laughs) Has it been lonely kind of being on, on really on the road, less traveled?
2: I mean, I don't know. Maybe in the beginning, it just being, like I said, scary because here I am with three little kids at home I quit like a steady job and I'm like, holy, S-H-I-T, I I don't know if we can (laughs) the podcast, like, what are we doing? Yeah, like, oh my gosh, can, is this, I mean, am I going to be successful? You know, I have little kids that I'm taking care of. This is not like fun. You know, both Savannah and I, we're determined to, to be successful and it's you know it's like gosh we don't have any backup plan so yeah it is scary but and I do think in the beginning we
1: had that article in the business journal yes right when we started Mm -hmm. and it helped we actually got you know a few jobs from that article as well but I do think people were watching us right away like Mm -hmm. what are they doing you know I had some of my dad's friends ask kind of like what are you guys doing Mm -hmm. what's your plan and so (laughs) there was a lot of pressure even more on Sarah You know, to push in the beginning when we didn't have a lot of bids going yet and we were just starting Mm -hmm. to really push Push in and grow fast, and I think we've had great success. So the spotlight
0: was helpful. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: Actually, just yesterday, yeah,
2: Yeah. (laughs) just yesterday when we were leaving a coffee shop, a guy was like, "Oh, are you savvy construction?" And we're like, "Well, yes, we are." (laughs) It was kind of fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Getting that community
0: recognition, and you guys are both involved in the community and continuing to not just serve your community from like a from a business perspective but from a social perspective as well do you find any do you find that you garner interest in your industry from those things from not not just from a client perspective but somebody who's like hey maybe i'd be more interested in learning about what you do i'd be interested in getting involved in real estate investment construction
1: uh, as far as people that we meet through, like, through, or, yeah, um, honestly, no, I don't have a ton. I think there, are, in the groups that I'm in. There's other women in the real estate industry. We do have a lot of questions about construction, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily getting into it more just what we do. I think sometimes people are confused. Uh, we actually just had a conversation last week with someone mm-hmm. about trying to streamline our marketing because, I think sometimes people think we just do small renovations or we just do design. They don't understand that we can build homes, you know, from the ground up. Yeah. And so I think we get more questions definitely on construction, but not a ton on the real estate side.
0: A very pointed question.
1: How do we get
0: more women on the road less traveled? How, how do we encourage them to do what feels right to them? What's their dream? I mean, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in an industry that is male-dominated, but how do we get them to do
1: the things that feels right? What what kind of advice would you give? I think putting ourselves out there and doing it. I mean, I know Scarlett, she's going to grow up seeing Sarah. So if she's interested in construction, then I hope she pursues it and she'll have someone to talk to. And I think that Sarah's been such an inspiration for A lot of women, uh, you know, that maybe were thinking about uh, moving more into that industry and just never did. And there was no one to talk to besides all of the males. Um, And so now she's been a great resource for, you know, a lot of ladies that have considered construction in any aspect.
2: Yeah. And just social media is helpful, you know, putting it out there and then meeting peers. I mean, like meeting you and having the same background and just putting it out there more. People talking about about it more, that women in, you know, higher powered industries that are male dominated. It's just, I feel like, yeah, just talking about it and encouraging people to try it. Thank you
0: guys for your wisdom and your time. Thank very you. grateful. Yes. Um, I'm, I know I have more questions, so we'll probably revisit this again. Um, but thank you very much.